Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. You are listening to episode number 61. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-host Lambros Sirmos, as well as our very special guest for today, Don Robbie himself, the founder of Arsenal Fan TV, Robbie Lyle. Robbie, thank you so much for giving us your time. How are you doing today? Yeah, no, good, good. Um, been doing a lot of filming today. We just had, um, of course, games at the weekend. So um, sort of the aftermath on our draw with uh, Burnley, which was a bit disappointing. Um, very controversial game with a lot of um, dodgy um, decisions from referees, which we've been having a lot of over here with the VAR. I don't know if you guys have been having that in Greece, but the referees over here in the UK don't seem to be able to work VAR very well. <laughs> it's not too different over here, mate. And yeah. I mean, in Greece, the worst thing is if a, if there's a, a dodgy call, everyone just shouts match fixing and it's just a mess. But anyway, <laughs> we don't need to get into that. And we, but, we have Mark Clattenburg. Is that his name? He's the English yeah, ref. Yeah, he's yeah. now our head of referees. Oh, he's over there now. Yeah, yeah. so he's oh, here in Greece you. as well. So so we have the best English referee now as well. Evaluating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Robbie was kind enough to um, to have Adi and Costa on the AFTV YouTube channel as well for a little Olympiacos preview, giving the Arsenal fans a little bit of insight about our club. So that will be on the AFTV YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. be sure to check that out as well. Uh, Robbie, we're just going to get right into it. Um, we did a bit of research on you going into this and my God, you've been through a lot, mate. Um, for folks, for folks who are not too familiar with with Robbie or AFTV, um, Robbie's raised in the UK to Jamaican immigrants. Came to, to came to England with nothing and uh, and worked incredibly hard to to give Robbie and his family everything that they have. And uh, Robbie first rose to prominence in the UK reggae scene, formerly <laughs> top charting reggae artist in the UK. You I, I was I was quite amazed, I have to say. You've been been all over the map for sure. But yeah, and uh and of course after after the reggae career, uh moved into content creation with Arsenal Fan TV, really revolutionized the way that people learn about their team and and gave a voice to the fans, which is incredibly important as well. But obviously you've been an Arsenal fan forever. And uh, I, I was just interested in where you got that interest. Where did you start falling in love with football and why did you choose the Gunners? Well, listen, um, my, my, my dad was like um, a sports fanatic. That's all we used to watch on TV. So like, you know, this, I've got three brothers and we just grew up in a house of just watching sports, sports, sport. And I, I'm still like that. And um, from a very um, early age, you know, my cousins took me along to watch Arsenal. And from the very first time I watched Arsenal, that was it. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. You're just bitten by that bug and you just want to go back next week and the week after and the week after. And that's it. I've just been following Arsenal, as you said, following Arsenal all my life. And now it's become my life, you know what I mean? Which is, I love it. You know what I mean? There's nothing better than, you know, your job being, you know, the, following around the club that you love, you know what I mean? And it's taken me all around the world and, you know, I've been to some fantastic places and met loads of great fans around the world and been to some great grounds. I mean, Olympiakos is always, I'm a bit gutted actually that, you know, there's no fans obviously because of the pandemic because I, I really enjoyed going to Olympiakos. I think that 
It's an incredible atmosphere there, you know. I think the fans are very friendly before the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> before the game, right? Once yeah. you start getting near to kickoff, right? They kind of change. They're a bit like a, they're like a, yeah, what was it? Um, you know those films, Dracula. When it gets to midnight, they change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, all it's basically it's basically like twenty thousand DTs in there, just just ready to fire <laughs> off. Player you know makes what? one I'm... mistake, and you're hearing uh, all the all the curses. Yeah, yeah. But I really, <laughs> I really respect the passion of the Greek fans. You know, I mean, I really like it. And so, yeah, no, I just, I just love, love Arsenal, love football, and um, yeah, it's just great to be doing this. Yeah, well, and that actually leads nicely into a question we had for you because. We know that AFTV is taking you all over the world to see some incredible football matches. I know you've mentioned Red Star, which they're actually a sister <laughs> club of ours, um, as being another incredible atmosphere as well. And mm. we have to ask, where does Karaiskaki rank in terms no. of, of top stadiums that you've been to? You know, for Olympiacos fans, it's like our church, right? In, but as you say, once the game starts and if, you know, if you've got the wrong colors on, it's going to be a rough night for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's up there. It's up there. It's a very, very um, hostile atmosphere. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I, I actually think that that's going to help Arsenal, the fact that it's going to mm -hmm. be behind behind closed doors. Because, you know, when I'm there, you know, it's so loud, you can hardly hear yourself. The the Greek fans, you know, and the Olympiakos fans make noise from, you know, even before the game started, they're, they're jumping up and down, you know what I mean? And even when they came to the Emirates last year, I actually felt that it was your fans that helped to get your team over the line as well. You know, they're, they're fantastic. Brilliant atmosphere. I, I mean, we're quite, over here in the um, the UK, we get quite envious of the atmospheres in some of the stadiums around Europe, particularly in Greece. You mentioned Red Star, Belgrade there. Some of the other teams, Germany as well, good atmosphere. Because I feel that, you know, you guys are allowed to be loud. You're allowed to jump up. You're allowed to, whereas... I think that's been taken out of the game over here in the UK. It used to be like that when I first used to go to football. You know, when I used to go to Highbury and, you know, you still see it a lot with away fans because, the, the you know, English teams have incredible support no matter where they go. You know, it could be, you know, I mean, you follow Arsenal, it could be Tuesday night, you know, playing against Burnley and right. the weather, it could be snowing. We'll still bring our full capacity of fans. It's the... the the support is amazing, but the atmosphere, you know what I mean? You know, in a lot of the stadiums, you know, as soon as you stand up, you've got stewards telling you to sit down and stuff like that. I just don't think it's the same as what I see generated at teams like Olympiacos. So, the, yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic atmosphere um, that you guys have over there. And um, we're pretty envious of it. Yeah, and it, the funny thing is the stewards are fans, too, at our games, is the real thing. So they're the ones jumping up and down, and they're excited. The police, too, are fans. Usually they send the police of the fans to certain games. So there's yeah. no one really telling you to sit down or calm down because everyone's got the anxiety, and everyone is really exciting. But one thing I guess we're jealous of as Olympiacos fans, and one of our projects is making Olympiacos an international club. And you have done such a great job with that, with AFTV. You, I, I feel like you've supported Arsenal so heavily with that, with basically bringing the foreign fans to the game. Like those interviews mm. you do outside the stadium are, are so great. And how did you think of that to just 
interview these fans as they're walking out of the ground. It, it, it was a really great mm. idea, and it's fantastic to watch. If people haven't seen it, you have to watch these mm. interviews. I mean, first of all, like when I when I first started it, my my whole intention was just to do that. I want I wanted to give fans a chance to have their say because I'm like, we make the game, fans. You can see it now more than ever before because now there's no fans at the game. It's not the same game. You know, what I mean, I, I don't know what the results have been like um, over in Greece, but over here in the UK, it's been weird. Arsenal, Emirates is normally a fortress. That's one thing. Even when we've not been playing well, very few teams come to the Emirates and get results, right? But this year, we've lost quite a lot of games at home. Some Somewhere like Anfield uh, in Liverpool, where, you know, they, they hadn't lost at home for over three years. They've just lost six home games in a row. Mm -hmm. So that shows you how important the fans are. So I, I wanted to give um, fans a chance to have their say. And my intention at first was just to do home games at Arsenal. We did the first home game and I was like, wow, this has gone well. You know, let's try an away game. Did the away game the next week. And then after that, I was like, you know, what? we have to do every single game. And now we do every game. We do home, away. We, we follow the team around Europe. We do uh, when they've got like pre-season friendlies in America, where we were last time, we'll go as well. And we just try to, as much as possible, get the opinions of fans because I, I feel that fans are in football as important as the players on the pitch. I really do feel that because, as I said, you can see right now that without the fans, it's not the same game. They're even having to, you know, like, I don't know if they're doing it in Greece, but over here to make it more enjoyable to watch because they know there's no fans, they're having to use sounds mm -hmm. to try and fill in for, you know, because it's just, you know, you don't want to hear it sounding like a training ground game. So the fans are very important. And um, I wanted to be able to bring that importance back. And I think what I'm proud of is that we've been able to achieve that in that an ordinary fan can have his say and thousands and thousands and thousands of people hear what he has to say. You don't always agree with them. You know, I mean, a lot of fans would say, talk on the channel. I don't really agree with what they do, their opinion. But that's football, isn't it? We all have different opinions. We can all watch the... I, I mean, we we just talking about it this morning, Um, the goal that we conceded at the weekend. And we just did a show on it. And we disagreeing on whose fault it was. I find it hard to believe that, you know, someone else would think it wasn't granite jacker's fault it was, to me it was clearly his fault but there's others that say no they felt it was leno's fault so you know i mean that's the beauty of football there's so many different opinions around it and that's that's why it's great to hear from the fans that's kind of what we're trying to do is connect fans in greece connect fans abroad and mm. it's kind of a similar message and i feel like you open the doorway for different fans to talk about their thing now i kind of want to shift to the to the game you kind of got talking about jaka a little bit how is this Arsenal team different than last year's? And I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm a little. I'm an Arsenal fan as well. I don't know if Adi told you that okay. as well when you spoke <laughs> with him. Um, no, he didn't. And so uh, we both support Arsenal in Greece. We always pick our team in Greece. And that's <coughs> I've always loved Arsenal from Bergkamp and Van Persie. Anyway, and I think this is a stronger Arsenal. And I'm surprised the team is doing poor. Gabriel at the back. Tierney has, has played well. And Partey, when mm. he's fit, has been great. Would you say that... Olympiacos is in for a better Arsenal this year. From from our perspective, it seems like that's the case. Mm. Well, first of all, glad you're an Arsenal fan. You know what? There's a lot of um, there's a lot of Greek 
sort of support. There's a lot of Greek people, number one, in London, <clears throat> particularly in North London. And a lot of them, like, are sort of, you know, support Arsenal. You've got some who support Tottenham as well. But, you know, um, but yeah, so I know there's a lot of Greek Arsenal fans. But, um, yeah, I think it's a better Arsenal team. This is going to be a better Arsenal team than what Olympiacos faced last year. Um, the manager's been in charge for longer. The manager did guide Arsenal to a FA Cup win um, in which, and that was following that defeat because that was a devastating, let's, let's be real, that was a, a devastating loss last year when we lost to Olympiacos. You know, there was a lot of fans who were like, well, let's tr we're not going to do nothing in the league, but let's try and win the Europa League. And we had a good record in the Europa League in last couple of seasons. We haven't won it, but we got to the final the previous season. And the previous season to that, we got to the semi-finals. So we were very hopeful that we were going to win it. And remember, we got the victory in Greece, which was, that was the hard part, done. And I think there was a complacency. I really do think there was a complacency with Arsenal in that second leg in the, yeah, we'll just, because I, I remember the game. I couldn't believe how flat we were in that yeah. performance. Whereas Olympiacos were really up for it. Then we got back into the game, as you guys remember, with Aubameyang, that brilliant goal. And then, you know, Olympiacos come back again. And then right at the end, Aubameyang missed that chance, which, you know, glaring miss. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys... And after that, it was a devastating loss. It really was. The manager had a lot of questions to ask after that. But I feel this is a better team. We've moved on a lot of the... There was a lot of players playing for Arsenal that needed to go. They've been at Arsenal for a long time. You know, players like Mesut Ozil, um, Mustafi. We've moved a lot of those guys on in January. Even Socrates, who I know has gone to, to you guys, who didn't particularly do badly at Arsenal. Um, there was, you know, I, I think Socrates had a good career at Arsenal, but I just felt that, he, you know, players like that, it was their time to move on. And then we've brought in players like Gabriel, um, who, by the way, I'm not even sure if he'll play on oh, wow. um, Thursday because Pablo Mari's come in. has been brilliant. Mm. And there's some exciting players at Arsenal. I think, you know, um, Saka uh, mm -hmm. has been excellent this season, apart from the weekend we missed a couple of chances. But young player has been brilliant. Kieran Tierney. We brought in Thomas Partey um, from Atletico Madrid. He's been, when he's fit, he's been good. You know, and of course, I think Aubameyang, up front has got a point to prove. You know what I mean? Because I, I know for a fact he's devastated after after that loss, right? So when that draw came out of the hat and it was Olympiacos, the first thing I thought as a fan was revenge. You know, that hurt last year. That hurt. I don't know. You guys don't realise how much that hurt us as Arsenal fans because we were pinning our hopes on a, a, a Europa League run. So... We're looking on it now and say, come on, those players need to put right what happened last year. Um, and this is their chance to do that. So, but I think it is, I think it is a better Arsenal team. It's still an Arsenal team with a lot of problems, though. It's still an Arsenal team that um has lost, you know, what, I think 10, 11 games this season. It's still not an Arsenal team that is completely firing. At the weekend, we should have beaten Burnley easily. We had enough chances. We missed chances. And one of the things that we've been doing constantly this season is making mistakes. 
We made mistakes against Benfica in the last round when we were, you know, seemingly, we had the game a couple of times cruising it. And then we let them back in. And we nearly went out in that one. We kind of did an Olympiacos, what you did to them last year, on, to, to us last year. We did that on Benfica. So we make, we've been making way too many mistakes at the weekend. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the mistake that Granit Xhaka made playing out from the back that cost us three points in that game, we ended up drawing it. We've had players, we've had about four or five games this season where we've had players get red cards. You know, it's just not been good enough. So, but when Arsenal, when the team get it right, they are capable of big wins. They are capable of beating anybody, you know, because they have, you know, the team does have some good players. Aubameyang, Lacazette, as I said, Thomas Partey, Kieran Tierney, you know, these are very good players. We brought in Martin Odegaard now. Um, he's coming on loan. He's looked very good as well in that number 10 position. So the players are there, but it's just, can we play Olympiacos and cut out those mistakes? Well, this is not the first time that, that we've uh, we've matched up in Europe. And uh, it's actually kind of crazy how many times Arsenal seems to get pitted against mm. Olympiacos here, whether it's Champions League or Europa League. This will be the 11th time that the teams play. And believe it or not, it's actually completely even right now. Five, yeah, five, five, five wins, yeah. five losses. And uh, until last year, it was all Champions League group stage. Every year that we were in the same group as you guys, uh, Arsenal advanced to the round of 16. So even though we did get some wins primarily in Greece, maybe no hard feelings there. But obviously last year, like you said, absolutely devastating for the fans as well as the players. And I think you're right that they're going to be going in with some revenge. But I want to know from your perspective or the perspective of the fans, maybe some of the other AFTV fans that you've interviewed, what was the mindset or the expectation of Olympiacos last year before the, the tie started? And how has that changed now that the events of last year have happened and, you know, the teams have changed as well? Well, as, as I said, I think the mindset last season was, and I think the mindset always is when we play Olympiacos, is try and go and get a result in Greece or mm -hmm. get come away from Greece unscathed because we know... Every fan knows, every player knows, as I said, it's a hostile atmosphere. I remember you guys playing Wolves after playing us and there was no fans there. I was like, you lot are lucky, right? Because you haven't <laughs> yeah. had to go through what... They, right? they were goddamn lucky. Yeah. They were lucky yeah, to right? gone through, but, to be honest with yeah, you. That but was... I'm looking, yeah, but I'm looking on it and I'm like, priority number one, on Thursday, try and get a, an away goal, try and come away from there with a decent result. Then when we get you back to the Emirates now, that's where we have to get the job done. But I felt last year, as I said, that we got the job done, half the job done, away goal over there in Greece. And I just felt that the the the, the sort of uh, mentality of the team on that day was like, yeah, we're all, yeah, we we we're, we're going to be all right today. Yeah, we've got an away goal. We went there. We did the hard part over there in Greece, and they got stunned. Because the, the Olympiacos came out and they came out of the blocks and they really, really wanted it. And, you know, we didn't start to play until right near the end of the game. And when you can get, you know, when you're up against teams and they get those away goals, you know, and we, you know, that's how we, that's how we dropped out of the competition. And it was, as I said, it was a very hurtful loss for Arsenal. So the pressure is on the team 
now to to go through in this round and the pressure is even is it's intensified because of who we're playing because it's like all the fans over here are looking on it and saying get the revenge for last year because that hurt us last year so you've got to go there so i do think that the team will be more concentrated and will not take olympiakos lightly because I, as i said i just felt in the second not the first leg but the second leg we took olympiakos too lightly Olympiakos came, done a great job on us. And then when we started to react, it's too late. It's too too late to react in, in extra time and things like that. That's too late. It, or to, to react right near the end of the game. That's that. It's too late. We got a scare in the last game against Benfica. Again, awful mistakes. So we got to tighten that up. I was, and I think I think this is going to be a more a more concentrated Arsenal on, on getting through. Yeah, and I, I remember in that the first leg we came out in the first 15 minutes in Greece and the pressure was on, but it, it, you guys held strong and you didn't let in. I remember Masuras had a few chances. I think Valbuena had a chance, but but they held on and that was the biggest point. And I, I felt the momentum changing in that first leg. And the second leg it came out and I think Ozil started and Xhaka had a very poor game. I remember just misplaced passes and Another walking. One. And it, there was just no energy, and we yeah. there was that. I, sometimes Arsenal does this in the Europa League, where they let more away fans in for Europa League games. I think, and we had a lot of fans. Oh. I, I, it was a lot. They opened up the section, I think, to get even more away fans in, and you could hear it coming through. And I think the players were really going for it, and they kind of smelled the blood when they saw all of this walking and just kind of almost laziness mm. a bit in the midfield. And we we discussed this as well. I think Thomas Partey has changed all of that. The the midfield of Danny Ceballos and Xhaka, no offense to them, is I, I don't even think that would be one of the two or three best in Greece, to be honest. Like that that's that's tough to hear. But Olympiakos' mm. midfield would be competitive with that. But Partey runs nonstop. He has a nice ball, and I really think that's the changing point. I, d- I don't know if yeah. if you'd agree with that. Yeah. No. Listen. As I said, we were complacent last year. Even the fans. Coming to that game, fans were complacent. It was just like, oh, we, yeah, we've got this. Even the fans didn't get behind the team until later on when they saw that it was all going wrong. So, um, but yeah, you're right. The midfield, if Thomas Partey is fit, which hopefully should he played at the weekend, um, played the first half, he looked really good. He's, he has been very injury prone since he's come to Arsenal, just our luck. You know, when he was in Atletico Madrid, never, ever injured. Comes to Arsenal, injured every... He's been injured about three times a season. But he is back to fitness now. So I'd expect him to play. Um, and then, you know, I think Martin Aldegaard, who's come in, in that midfield area. We, we you know, earlier on in the season, we were lacking creativity. Um, of course, we Ozil's gone now. He wasn't getting a game anyway. The manager didn't want him to play. And Martin Aldegaard has come in and he's looked good in that position, you know what I mean? He's a creative player. And the pattern of play has been better from Arsenal. You know what I mean? They create more chances. And if we can create chances for Aubameyang, he's now starting to hit a bit of form as well. Um, and, you know, Aubameyang scored again at the weekend. And as I said, Aubameyang should be a player on a mission because yeah. it was that... He scored sure. that brilliant goal to get us back in, but then he missed an absolute sitter. At the mm. end of that game, um, and he'll be pumped up for 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 these games. He'll want to put that he want to put that right because that was devastating for him last yeah, I, year. 
I, I couldn't believe he missed that because that would be such an Olympiacos goal to concede. I still remember the hat trick Giroud had in uh, Kariskaki when we were this mm. close to going through in the round of 16. It was just, yeah. it, it seems like Olympiacos always gets there right at the edge and then loses it. And it just felt like right at mm. that moment we were about to lose it again. And I was, mm. I was personally and the one, Yeah, the one thing I would say as well is that Arsenal's defense has improved a lot as well. It has. We still make too many mistakes, but the actual defenders, um, I think David Luiz has been playing pretty well this season. Um, as I said, Pablo Mari, Gabriel as well. Um, I hope Cedric plays. I think um, Bellerin's not been too strong for me. And Kieran Tierney um, on the left-hand side has been excellent this season as well. He's got a goal in him, puts a good cross in, gets up and down the wing. So I think if... You know, I'm hopeful. You know, what I mean, it's a huge game for us. But we, we, our next, the next three games for us, we've got Olympiacos. Then we got the North London derby at the weekend against Tottenham. Then Olympiacos again. It's like three cup finals, mm. right? So they're three huge games for Arsenal. Absolutely huge. Um, nobody wants to lose a North London derby. Um, and obviously, you know, we need to. You know, the only chance of winning anything this season is to try and win the Europa League. And that's our only chance of getting back into the Champions League as well. So, Mikel Arteta, cup-wise as a manager, as I said, he, he pulled it off in the FA Cup last season and we had to beat Chelsea in the final. We had to beat Manchester City in the semi-final. So, he's got it within him to get this team on a good run, you know, but obviously... We can't look past Olympiacos because they're a good team and they beat us last year. So we got to we got to have respect. We got to have full respect for Olympiacos, or we'll go out one hundred percent. And uh, as we begin to wrap up here, Robbie, I'm gonna press you for for your prediction and uh, whether whether you're just gonna predict who's gonna go through or or whether you have some thoughts for the individual games, the score lines. We want to know. If you've got any takes, if you think Olympiacos are going to lose, feel free to, you know, we're not going to be offended. But um, hmm. what do you think is going to happen in the next couple of weeks here? I think over the two legs, I'm going to go for Arsenal going through because I just feel that when it came out of their hat, you know, it's like, yeah, right. This is, a, we, we, know, we know what we're coming up against, which is a very good team. And we know what we got to do. we got to win this game. We cannot be complacent. What happened last year is probably going to be in a, as an advantage in this game. I'm hoping anyway that the players look at it and say, listen, any form of complacency, any form of switching off, this team will hurt us. And plus in the last round against Benfica, we were, honestly, we literally tried to hand them the tie. In both games, we were like comfortable and then we'd give them a goal. And then we'd be comfortable again. And we'd give them another goal. And we've got to cut that out. If we do that, if we do that defend well, I feel that we do have the quality um, to go through. And I do think we will go through. We need so badly. So I'm going to go for Arsenal going through. I do think it's going to be two tough games. Well, thank you for your honesty, Robbie. Obviously, uh, as you said... It means a lot more to Arsenal this year, and I think I'm a bit more afraid as well. Given yeah. you know, Aubameyang's gonna just—he's got that killer mentality, and he definitely I, yeah. remembers. 
I think that we're, point blankness. We're, we're, we're a bit pessimistic as well because we, <laughs> when it was pulled out, we were like, oh, God, these guys are going to want to kill us, you know? So we were really <laughs> yeah, hoping for Listen, I mean, the, the thing is about it, then Olympiacos can look on it and uh, know that they've beaten us already, you know, last year. And they can also look at it and look at the last round. We, as I said, in the last round against Benfica, we were not convincing in which we went through. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of hope for you guys as well. But I just think over two legs, I think if it's a one-off game, I'd be very worried. I think over two legs, and I think, I do think we got a bit more to our advantage than no fans being there. I really do. Because like you guys said, when you guys came to the Emirates, you know, you had half of Greece there, and then the other, you had the other half of North London, right? That support, <laughs> supported Olympiacos. They were, I was like, hey, we, where all these, where all these Olympiacos fans come from, right? Like, it's like a takeover, you know. This time, it'd be empty at the Emirates, and it'd be empty. I think even more significant, obviously, empty at Olympiacos. I feel that that's an advantage to Arsenal, you know. So, yeah. because you, you know. I think you guys feel a lot of your fans, so. But fingers crossed for us, you know. <laughs> well, one thing about Olympiakos, and I think a lot of Greeks in general, Greeks love being the underdog, so you never know what happens. Mm. But um, as we begin to yeah, wrap never, up here, always remember the Euros. Always remember the Euros. Man. Oh yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. There's there's always <laughs> yeah. that mentality. But yeah. Um, yeah, Robbie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we had a great time chatting with you, and we hope you enjoyed as well. As we begin to wrap up, do you have any final thoughts, anything to say? Usually, this is where we tell guests, you know, oh, tell uh, the listeners where they can follow you on social media. But, you know, I, you're pretty big and AFTV is pretty big, so they, they probably know the deal already. But um, if there's anything else you want to say, now's, now's a good time. No, just um, thank you very much for having me. Um, and, you know, I look forward to, you know, football returning with fans, mm -hmm. that we can be out in places like Greece you know, um, out in a place like Olympiacos, you know, I miss it. I really, really miss it. I miss, miss, miss the atmosphere. I miss the, the banter around the fans. You know, I, I really, really miss it. And I hope that we can just, you know, in the near future, be back to, back to normal. And let's hope that when we do come back, these people who own these clubs, these uh, football authorities like FIFA, UEFA, TV companies start to respect fans more. Because mm -hmm. we all see now how important fans are. Without fans, it's not the same game. But thank yep. you very much for having me on, and good luck with your good luck with what you guys are doing. I really like what you guys are doing. Well done. Thanks so much, Ravi, uh, and thank you all for listening as well. Especially if you've made it this far, um, we will be pushing out all sorts of Arsenal content, and uh, we will also be hopping on some other Arsenal themed podcasts in the upcoming weeks. We'll hope for a good result on Thursday, and we have our post-game podcast featuring Michael Keshani coming out Friday morning with a direct post-match reaction. But until then, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you very soon.